Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Daily Slay Show, where we come together to slay your life. I'm Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach, and I am a mom of three with anxiety and ADHD who's built a multi-seven-figure business without a college degree. I'm here to slay in the trenches with you. I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you fix yourself. Now, I am on a mission to document progress, not perfection, and to share the messy in between in hopes to help you make your mess your message. Now, I can't promise that every day will be a win, but I can promise that the only way for you to lose is to quit. So if you can commit to yourself, I promise to commit to you here. Let's do this and let's slay 2023. What is up, Slay fam? I am so excited to be here. This is one of my most anticipated episodes because it's something dear and near to my heart. You guys, I have with me the founders of Marker Learning Emily Udofsky and Stefan Bauer. And you guys, this company is going to blow your mind and it's changing the game for learning differences, um, dyslexia, ADHD, all of the things that you know I love talking about. Now, Emily is the co-founder and chief product and marketing officer at Marker Learning. Emily's passion for helping students learning um, comes from her own experience navigating learning disabilities as a child. Uh, With a diagnosis and support, Emily went on to complete her undergrad education at Yale University, where she studied psychology and neuroscience. Prior to co-founding Marker Learning, Emily started and founded a holistic telehealth medicine support company for weight care and received her MBA at Stanford Graduate School of Business and was an early employee at Google X. Um, I don't even know how to fit all of that into one. (laughs) And Stefan is also the co-founder, which is this organization with a mission to make learning disability testing and support services more affordable and accessible for schools and families. And Stefan struggled in school and was on track to drop out until his mom paid ridiculous amounts of money, thousands of dollars to get him tested and evaluated for the learning disability. And once he was diagnosed, he was able to receive the support and thrived in school and also went on to graduate from Yale and have a successful career at McKinsey. Um, his Stefan's mother tragically passed away before he graduated from Yale and he started Marker Learning in her honor to help provide the same level of support he received from her to the millions of students who currently need this type of help. And you guys, my story in connection with them is they are who helped my son get diagnosed I found them through Google, internet Google, (laughs) and I was shocked to learn that this company wasn't bigger and it had just gotten started and it was like, how does everybody not know about this yet? And so that's why I wanted to have you guys on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, it's really a game changer. Um, It has been a game changer for our family because without you guys, and a little bit about our son's story, without your company, he would not have been able to get into the school he was into this school year. He would have had to wait another year without assistance because of how long the wait lists were in the state of Kentucky for providers and also how long their processing times were for the testing um, to get the diagnosis back to us in time for him to make get accepted for the new school year. Um, And so the process turnaround time was going to be three to six months here in Kentucky. And we started the process last spring and we're looking at not even getting it complete by fall or, you know, August, late school year. um, If we went with some of our local providers and they wanted cash up front paid in full 
of the sum of three to four grand. And not that I'm grateful that my company and my business has afforded me a career where I can, you know, afford to do things like that. But I was like, there has to be a better way. And so I Googled, why aren't there online? I said, are there online dyslexia diagnostic testing? Because I run an online business. And I was like, there has to be something out there like this. And I was like, oh my God, it does exist. And that's how I found you because we were in a time crunch. The local companies couldn't get it done and they were thousands of dollars. And that's, I'm, I guess your ideal client and kind of the reason you founded this. So can you talk about like the backstory of how we got here today? Sure, sure. And and it's really, we started our company to help people like yours uh, or to help people like you and your son. So thank you for giving us that opportunity. Um, and Emily and my story, as you touched upon in the intro is, you know, we both have dyslexia and um, if we weren't diagnosed at a young age, uh, we wouldn't have been able to achieve what what we did uh, in, in the professional world and also just in terms of learning. Um, so we, we got together uh, a year and a half, two years ago and, and just started working on this problem and to reduce and, and really just wanted to provide these same services we received to the, to the millions of students who, who currently don't have access to best in class evaluation, evaluations and learning disability services. Yeah. Emily, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And um, we, Steph and I, uh, met through a mutual friend. It was uh, very uh, fortunate. Um, I, as much as you mentioned in my bio, I had started a company um, prior to Marker in the telemedicine space. And um, our mutual friend reached out to me to chat with Stefan, who had been kind of ideating this idea on his own. Um, but when our my friend reached out, he didn't tell me what exactly the telemedicine business was just telemedicine. And then they sent over a deck uh, right before I chatted with Stefan and I was just blown away with the idea. It resonated so much with my own personal experience, struggling to get evaluated and then years and years of um, one-on-one tutoring and support that was required to get me um, to grade level. And, and I have really severe dyslexia. So it really took me until about ninth grade to be able to, um, succeed academically. I was not a good student and I really had to work exceptionally hard to, to get to, to grade level. And so, yeah, when I heard what Steph was working on, I was like, oh my goodness, no brainer. I have to come join you. And it has been such a blast building this ever since. And so a mutual friend and then all the connections and you with the telehealth background and you with the vision, it all came together to this. And can you tell me a little bit about kind of like the hiccups of getting started or just the founder story or the struggles, what you went through to get, because I know you, you all just got a seed round. You all are starting this, this huge growth path and I see it blowing up and I see the impact and the, the changes and growth happening in your company. And can you tell me like the beginning nitty gritty? Cause I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to me. Like, what was it like starting a major company like this? Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been fortunate that there have been more highs than, than lows. Uh, but I think early days, I think Em, as, as she mentioned, she, she really took a chance on me and, and the, the mission. And I remember being in a WeWork with her uh, and and just just kind of working on some of the nitty gritty problems. And uh, she but to Em's credit and and, uh, and she's always like, OK, well, we're going to be 50 employees and 150 employees and a thousand employees. We have to 
always be true to our values. So the first uh, two, three, four weeks, we just hashed out our values. And I was like, come on, man, we got to get going. Let's go. Let's go. But uh, actually, that was probably the smartest. That was definitely the smartest thing we could have done. And our number one value is students first. And that really guides a lot of our um, our decisions on a day-to-day basis on whether say yes to uh, a client or, or a parent or, or a student in, in terms of how to, how to evolve our product offerings and, uh, and, and make sure that we're always just putting the student at the, at the forefront and uh, of every decision we make at Marker. Oh my gosh, you just gave me the biggest um, evidence-based testimonial to back my philosophy that I teach. The very first module in all my business programs is values core values and mission statement. Yep. And it, it is essential to every company. And honestly, the companies that crumble and that don't make it are the ones that don't have a strong base and foundation of values and mission. And because when you lose sight of that, it there's so many things that can go wrong and you bring on the wrong people or you operate out of alignment with where your customer is, or you, your marketing message gets astray from the value statement. And I see it happen to multi-billion dollar companies. I even met with um, some multi-billion dollar founder, unicorn founders, um, you know, for a consulting call a few weeks ago. And I was like, look, you guys are away from your customer statement. And I read back to them their original founding mission statement. And I was like, it says built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. And there's no entrepreneurs anywhere. The, the guy that founded it sold. So right. you don't even have, you know, like, and so it's, it's, it's huge. And I'm so glad that you all said that because it's literally everything I teach when I talk about business and to hear you all um, putting in that work. And because it is work that doesn't feel productive. Totally. Can I just say that for all the business owners listening? It's like, what are we doing? It's like we're, you know, daydreaming or we're like being purposeful and writing all these fluffy words. And does it matter? And it does. And you all are just a testament. Your growth is a testament to laying a solid foundation um, from a values-based place. And that is why I am so passionate and why I'm here today and why I have been the biggest fan of your all's is because I felt it and the ethics and the integrity of which you guys operate. I literally on my sales call Hmm. with your all's team, I said, shut up. (laughs) I said, you're fucking joking. I said, you're lying. When she told me how much it was, and I was like, "That's it." I was like, "A, a month, a thousand a month," because mm-hmm. I assumed telehealth. I was gonna, I, I assumed for the convenience of it and the not having to wait, I was going to pay more. Yeah. I didn't realize at the time that it was accessible and inclusive pricing. While on top of it, I was getting a quicker and better service and less traumatizing experience for my child. That's another thing that I want to give you guys a big like hurrah on is the experience. Um, can you talk and walk me through a little bit about like how you were organizing or what the vision was when you're organizing this process for students um, that are getting evaluated? Because the evaluation process itself can be very stressful to kids. Am I wrong? Like, how did you dream that concept up? Yeah, I think um, it all comes back to early days talking with as many customers as you possibly can or potential customers, people who um, you think are experiencing this problem. And first off, making sure that you're actually addressing the right problems. So um, that's kind of what our our first um, 
stitch effort was, was we just tried to find as many people who were affected by learning disabilities or who thinking about starting this experience or have been through the experience, um, getting their kids evaluated or themselves having an evaluation or a diagnosis and then support thereafter. And we just listened. And I think that's really the key is listen to your customers um, or potential customers before you go out and build. And so that's exactly what we did. So we spoke to like hundreds of people um, by by the time everything was said and done, and also psychologists too. So the person on the other side of that experience is, um, you know, a PsyD or a PhD. Um, and if they're not having a good experience on the platform either, then your customer's experience is not going to be good. So um, that was really where we started is just speaking to as many people as we can and listening, listening, listening. And then from there, drawing out, okay, what are the themes that we're hearing, and then focusing on those themes and, and building um, out a customer experience and journey that mapped um, to improving on the pain points of, of the customers um, and providers that um, are part of our process. Yeah, I was really blown away by that. Like, you all clearly listened and knew. Yes. Stephen, you want to add to that? Yeah, and also, too, I mean, we also just took in our, our experiences, too. I rem- uh, And I remember, I think, early days when Emma and I were just getting to know each other. I think, uh, you know, I was, I told her, I, I remember these like 15, 30 hour evaluations where I'd have to go for four days and I would be pleading with my mom and crying and she would feel awful because she had to bring me to this place to like, you know, look at ink blots and things like that. And um, I think it was just such a tough experience. And then also looking back to think that um, that was such an important moment in my family's life and um, and how much that changed the trajectory of my life and really what my mom was uh, like, there was such like a, a bomb kind of dropped on my mom in, in a way of saying, hey, your son has dyslexia. It's going to look a little bit different. So how to make sure you treat that as such a, a sacred moment and give it its its, uh, you know, its due and don't fumble the ball in, in that moment is something we were focusing on as well in terms of the debrief session and, and when the psychologist is speaking to the parent about what to expect next and, and what to advocate for. Yeah. I mean, like I was so blown away by how much you would hit every pain point. And you are also now backing up my second module that after we teach values <laughs> and mission statement in your brand and building a company, we then teach market research first. Yep. And so if you go build the best product in the world, if you haven't done your due diligence, you're going to miss all the gaps and holes and you're not going to create a full, really aligned product that knows its customer, that speaks to its customer. And you guys have somehow figured out this magic pill. I, I mean, like of your, because usually businesses solve for either we're faster or we save people money or we're better. So are you better, faster, or cheaper? Which one? You all are better, faster, and cheaper. And I'm, most companies don't check all three boxes. And that's, I'm going to keep like over praising you guys probably, but there's, because I teach business and this is a personal, we're, we're clients of yours. And um, I'm also a late diagnosed, didn't even go to college because I said, if I can barely pay attention in high school of shit that I don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. Now you put me, I, I'm an autodidact, self-taught everything in marketing and business. I built a multi-million dollar company, retired my master's educated husband to work, you know, run my company. Love it. And like, you know, I made my way up the corporate ladder when I used to have a career in corporate America. But 
I did it all by reading books in the library that I was interested in mm-hmm. and picking and choosing topics that I was interested in. And when I saw the education system that was failing me in high school for one, and then why would I go sign myself up for that and know that I can't sit through and pay attention to that math class that goes straight over my head. It's like they're talking Spanish or long lectures without visual teaching. I'm a visual learner and without accommodating for different learning styles. I was like, back then it wasn't as like known about learning differences and I'm 36 now. So it wasn't as accepted or like, okay to say, Hey, I have a learning difference or disability. It was kind of like, eh, weird. Right, <laughs> right. something there. And clearly you guys got it addressed and then went on to Ivy League schools and starting these amazing companies and missions. And I think what my next question is, is how much of when you were building this, did it come from a place of, we want this to be accessible or was it more from a place of there's a huge gap in the market and people aren't getting it's like, oh, we want this to be cheaper because it costs money. Or is it like this all-encompassing problem where either people are not getting diagnosed enough? Like what was the mission of like there's people on too long of wait lists or like the biggest problem that you saw of that you're driving forces right now? I don't know if this is going to be a satisfying answer, but I think it was both. And and the reason I say that, because if it's, if number one, sort of on the cost front is if, if people can't afford it, they're not going to be able to access that type of service. So for us, when we were looking at um, how do we bring costs down um, and make sure that people are getting the services they need, we also found out um, in, in talking to the customers that it wouldn't be good enough to just bring the cost down. They People needed it now and immediately. And they had been waiting um, on long wait lists, just like you described, where they couldn't get access to an evaluation for six months or a year. Um, and, and also um, school systems were uh, incredibly strapped and unable to meet federal you know, mandated timelines just because they didn't have the appropriate provider or enough providers and couldn't retain the staff. Um, and so we we found that, hey, if we apply technology, we can actually kill two birds with one stone. We can make it faster, make the process faster, um, and also make it more affordable. And if we can do both of those things um, and keep quality incredibly high, we've really hit the nail on the head. And so I don't know, Steph, if that if you would agree with that, but to me, it was sort of like, maybe we started with cost, but we quickly learned that if it if we were only addressing cost and not addressing speed, we wouldn't be solving the whole pain point for, for customers. Yeah. And also too, you know, as we started diving into the research, because M and I, we went through the process and we definitely said, yeah, that didn't make sense. And it, it felt wrong, but I mean, the research is actually pretty, pretty eye opening in that 20% of students have a learning disability. It's estimated and, but only 4% get diagnosed uh, which, which is crazy. And, you know, that 4% is, is, uh, you know, predominantly upper middle class Caucasian group of, of people. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, statistics around 
uh, the impact of undiagnosis and 50% of the prison population, there's a study out there that says that 50% of the prison population has dyslexia. So some of that stuff is is just eye-opening. And so when early days when we were working on it, we're like, this problem needs to be solved through hell or high water. We're going to solve it. And then um, sure enough, as we started using technology and we, we started getting some really big pickups in terms of efficiency gains, um, and then also uh, we think coming up with even a better solution um, to, to streamline a lot of archaic processes that haven't been updated in, in decades, really. Yeah. And the, the system is bigger now and the processes are now slower. The processes that were created three decades ago don't work for a system with this many kids in it. Totally. And, and I know, I don't know what the problem's like outside of Kentucky because I know what the weight was here, but I imagine in larger or more densely populated places, it's probably an even bigger issue. Is that right? Yep. Yep. I mean, really, it's across the country. Uh, there's a shortage of psychologists um, and uh, within the school setting and then also outside of the school setting. And it's we, we have a hypothesis that the, the way in which evaluations are done, um, sometimes or a lot of most of the time, it's not really as efficient as it can be, where uh, a lot of psychologists, if you look at what they're doing, they kind of throw everything in the kitchen sink at a student um, and they'll ch- they'll kind of evaluate for every possible condition, which is super thorough, but not as uh, eff- effective at scale where it's, you know, the equivalent of walking into a hospital and, you know, having a headache and getting evaluated for everything under the sun. It would be nice, but it's just not feasible at a, for a large scale population. So that's our approach for uh, learning disability evaluation being more targeted, uh, obviously comprehensive, but not gratuitous. I love that. And can you tell me a little bit about, okay, so you started with dyslexia, right? Did you just start with dyslexia? Like what are the product or what is like the main offerings that you all have now as far as what you're diagnosing for? What do you plan or if you have any plans for the future? Like I would love to hear more about how how you provide services now and what you have ideas for later. Yeah, we um, we currently evaluate for um, all reading, writing, and math learning disabilities, as well as attention disabilities. So that's dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, um, um, spe- uh, specific learning disabilities, and reading, writing, math. So we we actually cover a broad spectrum of conditions um, within our standard psychoeducational evaluation or learning disability evaluation. And um, the other component of what we just rolled out is um, downstream learning support. So once you have that diagnosis or in your report in hand, and you understand, okay, here here are my or my child's strengths and weaknesses. Um, we also try to provide a really clear uh, recommendation section, which helps families and adults understand, okay, what steps do I need to take next? And now Marker can be there to help with those next steps. So um, we're providing specialized uh, reading and literacy writing support for individuals with dyslexia or any sort of um, specific learning uh, disability or issues with reading. Um, And that's uh, called Orton-Gillingham is the style of tutoring that's provided. And it's evidence-based and sort of the gold standard for treatment of 
uh, individuals with dyslexia. And then we're also providing um, math tutoring and support as well for um, people who are struggling with math or have dyscalculia specifically. Um, And then um, finally, um, executive functioning coaching, which can be so incredibly helpful, um, not just for individuals with ADHD, which is um, often how you typically uh, hear about it, but anybody with a learning disability or who's struggling in school. And it really helps um, with organization and focus and prioritization um, and time savings. And um, and then a wrapper around all of this is confidence. And I think something that Steph and I chatted about two early days and bought it over early days is just this having a learning disability and being in a world that is targeted towards a neurotypical learner um, means that you feel other and you feel different and that can really impact or less than you feel less than and um, that can really impact confidence long term and even for Steph and I who have been you know I guess quote unquote successful and we're able to um, you know be where we are today um, through a lot of hard work, it still, you know, has affected our confidence. And so the other thing that's really important um, as we fig- thought through what kind of services do we want to offer is how do we help instill confidence and empower individuals and children with these types of disabilities? Because they're amazing and uh, they they should know that. Yeah. And, and Jamie, I love when you talk about your son, I could tell you, you feel this way about him. You're like, he's brilliant. And you know what, in, in you know, any barriers in his way, he'll, he'll, he'll get over that. But, uh, and, and I'm sure you instill that. And to me, uh, that, uh, that, that just inspires me because I know how it is to be one of those kids and being like, Oh man, that time math exam, I only done 30% of that. And I got a, you know, an F and the teacher might be an old school teacher is giving you an F and, um, having someone to come home to who's, who's reinforcing that goes such a long way. And that's what really the ethos of our company to be able to just bring that message and, and use that, like our, our time with the student and the parent to, to maximize the probability of that happening. Um, because it goes such a long way. And, uh, it also, you know, brings me closer to my mom, to be honest, uh, where, uh, you know, hearing that she just would like pump me with confidence, probably too much. I'm probably too cocky for my own good, but, uh, uh, I'm just forever grateful for that. Oh my God. I love it. Well, I'm a, you know, boy mom. So your story is also super like close to my heart because we actually homeschooled Lucan for the entirety of the pandemic because NTI didn't work for him and we didn't know what was wrong yet, but we knew that he needed one-on-one support. He needed special tutoring. He needed to not be in an environment that made him feel bad about himself every day. He would come home from school crying, thinking he was stupid. And my son, my husband was actually held back in first grade because he couldn't read yet. And so we think that he probably was undiagnosed. Um, I was later diagnosed with ADHD you know, at an adult age after I was already in my corporate career and just the, like the seeing my son coming home from kindergarten in tears saying, I like, he kept getting pulled out and singled out. I don't like that. I'm the only kid in the class that has to sit at the front of the room with the teacher. I don't like that. I have to go to this extra teacher lady. I feel different than everyone else. And now because of your testing and this expedited nature of it, we were able to get the process done in really like four to six weeks when everyone else was telling us minimum, minimum three months. And that was like 
if they were like, we were paying extra, they were bumping us to the front of the list and like, sure. you know, giving an arm and a leg and pulling all the strings that I knew, it was going to be realistically five to six months before we got that. And he would not have made it into his school that he is in now, which is the, um, how do you pronounce that? Oregon, they teach that. Oh, Oregon Gillingham. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the gold standard. That's the good stuff. So, they're the only private, like Catholic school in Louisville that has that um, standard, and he's excelling. He is reading like for the first time fluently. Um, and we held him back a year this year, and he's with kids that are like him. I call. I think one of my funnest days of the week is when I run carpool on Thursdays with all the ADHD kids <laughs> in my car. That's great. <laughs> it's like so fun because they're so creative, and some of them are just like. Most of them are just bubbles of joy. And like my son is super, really advanced in math, really behind in reading and writing, but he's creative. He's an actor. He's a dancer. He, you know, he's funny and he's just like empathic. He loves so deeply. And to see him hurting like that was like, no, I will homeschool you. I'm not sending you back to that prison where they don't understand you. They don't have the resources to help you. And so I set aside half of my business. I stopped. Wow. cut off half of my revenue of my one-on-one consulting and just worked on our passive revenue stream so that I could be home for him because of that. And now <laughs> he has a place where someone could teach him better than I can because I, you know, struggled with supporting him at home. Now we know why. And and now we're going to work through the process with my teenager who is on who's never been diagnosed but we suspect is ADHD like me. And trying to get her the support that she needs um, going forward. So we're we're going through this again with you guys. That's great. Well, we're, we're so honored to be able to work with you and excited to work with your daughter. So thank you for trusting us. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, going forward, what do you see the vision of Marker Learning? How do you see this growing um, long term? What's what's your vision for the future? Oh, I could, I could take a shot at it. I mean, we, we, we believe we're just going to continue to work relentlessly to reduce the costs of evaluations and support services. Um, where we got it to is, is certainly a, a great first step, but there's still, it's still out of reach for many. Um, so, uh, and same with the support services. And, you know, we, we want to be a ubiquitous offering for all parents where in no, no different than you'd get your measles and mum shot as a parent. You, you'd get your child tested for a learning disability with high accuracy and, and a specific uh, learning DNA output, looking at you know, different, you know, how, how you learn and, and, and what makes you tick and, and, what, uh, and, and the best methods for, for instruction. And then also providing the downstream services at scale for an affordable price um, that tracks progress and, and make sure that you're keeping up with your peers. So uh, I think we'll look back on this generation, the way, you know, our parents told us, you know, people drank and drove and, you know, smoked while they were pregnant. And we'd always say like, wow, that's absolutely crazy. I think we'll, we'll look back at this, at this time and say, you know, 20% of the population had a learning disability and no one knew how to diagnose them or treat them. And you just needed a amazing parent or neighbor or educator to get you through. And uh, hopefully we're, we're, we're shaping that, that next generation of being able to uh, really normalize these these different ways of learning, and then helping parents and and schools have diagnose and provide the necessary services for students to excel. 
I love that. And can you tell me, are there any restrictions or limitations? Are you in all 50 states? Like who can receive your services right now? So um, right now we are in 40 out of 50 states. So almost the entire country, um, there's a few states that we are not yet in, but will be in um, very soon. Um, So we cover over 80% well over 80% of the, the U.S. population. Um, but we, you know, if you're in a state that we are not yet in, reach out anyway. Um, we might be able to, to get you seen sooner than you can be seen in your local area, given timelines and things like that. So, um, yeah, that, but that's where we are today, 40 out of 50 states, um, but soon to cover the entire uh, U.S. population. And I have been stalking your all's website too, because I want to recommend everybody go work for you guys. I know you are in a growth phase coming up. Like where are you all going to be hiring? What positions are going to be coming up for you? You need more licensed psychologists? Yeah, really across the board. So uh, on the psychologist side, um, school psychologists and private psychologists, um, always a need there. And we, we have a great flexible schedule and, and team at uh handles handles that um that is uh really a fun fun team to work with on day day to day basis and then for for the more traditional corporate side anyone who's interesting we could probably find a role from you so we have a a school side of the business where we work with school districts so former educators salespeople, um business development people then on the engineering side um just building out that team, all, all things there. And then, um, also on the marketing and branding side as well, we always have, uh, we have a few openings there to continue to get the word out, build a community of, uh, special ed leaders or people in the space, such as yourself and, uh, be, be able to get the word out to different parents and school districts. Well, I have a feeling that you're going to need to pull back on your marketing sooner rather than later <laughs> because your systems, and, because it's, it's so once, Honestly, you get a few influencers right like me talking about this. It's gonna like it's like I said, it's the trifecta. You're faster, you're better, <laughs> and you have higher quality and of service and support. Because I would say one of the biggest things as a mom who also has learning differences and who also has health anxiety. So I was a medical kid, like in and out of doctors, and I had scoliosis. And so I spent five, six years of my life in and out of hospitals, doctor's offices, bracing, casting, surgeries. And I have a lot of anxiety around healthcare. And I have a lot of anxiety around putting my kid through that. And my son is very sensitive and has um, sensory issues and anxiety with healthcare as well. And so the process of him being able to be in the comfort of his home with his mom next door, in the room next to him, knowing that I'm right there. And him not having to be in the room with strangers and in a cold office setting, mm-hmm. like just being in the comfort of his own home, being in his personal space, he looked forward to his calls with his psychologist. Like Great. he loved her. She was incredible, so by the way. Glad. And they had a, a cool little connection and he was super comfortable with it and was excited by the end of the day and by the end of the testing and was like, that was it? And I was like, yeah, that was it. But he's like, oh. I'm going to go play now. I was like, all right, great. Cause it was in the summer and it was just like, I was like, really? And I ended up sitting through one of the calls, like 
earshot in the other room. And I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And I have to tell the world about this. And I've been waiting for this moment to get your all story and the founder story because I'm a storyteller and I believe in the power of connection and through telling our own personal stories. So is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with of tips of if there are parents listening who are struggling with either knowing if they should test or you know, contacting you guys or how to find resources after, like any other tips of advice for parents or people with learning differences um, that you could give before we go? Oh, I was just going to say one thing um, before. So one thing I just wanted to correct that I said earlier. So currently we're available in 40 out of 50 states for evaluations, but for downstream support services, we are available in all 50 states. So if you um, are at that phase of needing tutoring or coaching or extra um, confidence building support, things like that, no matter where you are, we can help. And so I just wanted to clarify that. Um, And you work with adults too, right? And we work with adults, yes, which is really rare. Um, And there are so many adults out there that um, went have gone overlooked uh, because the school system wasn't there to support them when they were kids or their family couldn't afford um, the right support. You name it. Um, as Steph said, you know, only 4% actually receive the appropriate support. So it's really important that there are resources out there for adults. And that's something we learned early days. And we are one of the few um, out there that do evaluations for adults and also have support services for adults that are more tailored to grad school or to the working world. Um, and then, yeah, to answer your question, sorry, I know I went a little bit on a tangent there. Uh, I have ADHD too, so um, stay, stay on track. Um, but um, I um, I think really an evaluation can be so insightful regardless of whether or not a student ultimately has a disability or not. And it just provides so much color in terms of what are what are the student strengths and weaknesses or the learner strengths and weaknesses? Um, and how do you tap into those strengths? Because what we see is this like beautiful constellation of, um, yeah, just learning abilities and knowing what the strengths are equally as important as know, uh, knowing what the kind of areas that need improvement are. And um, finding out both can be really helpful in knowing exactly how to tap into that. So um, yeah, I'd say if you're on the, like thinking about, should I do this? Should I not? I don't know if my kid has a disability or I have a disability, like, is it worth it? I think it's, it's, it's always helpful regardless. Yeah. And I think to your question too, on what to talk about, uh, to tell a parent who might be, you know, might have a student with a learning disability or considering it is that, uh, it, 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 it helps to just shine light on, as Em mentioned, your, your strengths and your weaknesses. And, um, also to being, being candid on saying, yeah, school is set up for, or most schools are set up for the neurotypical, um, learner and it's going to be difficult and there's going to be some challenges. But if, if you get the right support and you, you pro- provide that positive encouragement every day when you come home, it, it, it goes such a long way. And when you get out the other side, you'll this could be my mom kind of chirping in my ear. But when you get out the other side, you have the grit, you have those experiences. And also you have that empathy for 
other people are struggling, whether or not they have a learning disability or they're from a completely different background. Um, so I think it, in the end, you, you're kind of better off, but but it's definitely a, a journey. Um, but uh, we're, we're here to, to, to help as much as we can, whether or not you use us or not. Uh, we can always provide resources and be a sounding board. So just come our way if, if you have any questions um, and, and hopefully we can point you in the right direction. I'm so grateful. So grateful for you guys. And testing starts at a specific age or no. Any other restrictions that we need to know about? Yes. So we start testing at six um, just because for some of the really little kiddos, it can be hard for them to sit still on Zoom for the number of hours that the testing takes. Um, At some point, we may be able to extend it beyond or to a younger age group. But for now, six is the cutoff. And then um, on the other end right now, um, we we go up to the age of 50 for evaluations. Um, And uh, we're looking to expand that very soon. So hopefully in the next a couple of months, we'll be able to to go beyond that. But for now, it's 50. And that's specifically for evals, for um, tutoring services or coaching services, any age group, um, we can be helpful. And like Steph said, we are, whether you work with us or not, our, our goal is to be supportive, help point you in the right direction, and just kind of be that one-stop shop for, for supporting families and adults. So come our way, and we can hopefully point you in the right direction regardless. And I think something else important to note, you have really accessible payment plans as well. And I mean, when I found out the price, I was like, that's it. And then we're like, yeah, and it's this much a month. No, I don't remember. My husband, you know, signed the, I don't remember how much it was, but my husband did all the like payments and stuff. But it was like, oh yeah, it's only this a month. And I'm like, great, we'll do that. (laughs) Just, it's like no interest and added this. And I'm like, you are just like, yeah. You're not taking, you're not, you're clearly not coming from this from a, how can I get more out of this customer? How can I get a little bit extra? And, and that's just really something near and dear to my heart. So thank you for that. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. All right, you guys, where else can they find you guys on Instagram and your website and all the things? Yes. So you can find us at markerlearning.com and also on Instagram at marker.learning. So definitely give us a follow and uh, you can DM us, email us. Um, Our email is um, hello at markerlearning.com. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I know you guys are super busy. I'm just an honor to be a customer and an advocate for you all. And I can't wait to see where the growth goes in the next few years. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much, Jamie. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to go give our friends at Marker Learning a follow, reach out to them, say hello, introduce yourself, and tag me if you listen. And thank you guys so much for your support. I love you, and I will slay you again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You guys, please remember to go download all of the new episodes all at once. And once you have done that, fill out the form in the link in our show notes, and we are going to send you a little sleigh goodie bag. That's right, for free. The first 100 people to leave a review and download all these episodes is going to get a pop socket and a little gift from me, a little surprise. I can't tell you what it is yet. Shipped to you, everyone in the United States that does this, we are shipping it out for free. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called and want an extra entry into a giveaway for a hundred dollar gift card, please tag us on social media and you can tag me at the Slay Coach and Jamie Jocelyn King and the Slay School. 
Either one will enter you into an $100 Amazon gift card. And we appreciate you so much for listening. And I will slay you again later.